Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. Feel like you've been in church? Man, I got saved again this morning. <laughs> I feel like just the washing, a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. Uh, our worship was, was just right on, spot on this morning, and the exhortations fit in so well, too. Oh, before I get started, Tony, would you do me a favor and come up here really quick? <laughs> come on. This is very conservative. <laughs> really. But some of you weren't here. You might not have been here a few Sundays ago. And there was a big deal that was made about socks, and Hal had these fancy socks and stuff, and I mentioned it in prayer, and then Tony took and ran with that for his message, talking yeah. about how boring his socks are. And uh, he wears brown, blue, and black only. But he said he was willing. And these are actually very conservative. They do have a little color, but this is for you. So next Sunday, he's speaking next Sunday. So he's going to put on a, a pair of these. Aren't you, Tony? Huh? No, don't tell him to wear it at home. We're we're changing it. That's right, that's what I promise. So you just wear them from home to here. And in fact, you could even tuck your pants into the top of these. So here you go. Is is that is that are, are you gonna are you good with that? <laughs> See what happens? Fun things happen. Oh, he's got, and he's got some more socks too. So you're, you're set, you're blessed. Oh, yeah. We care. It just shows your family loves you. <laughs> so good to be in this season of just thinking about the goodness of God and Jesus, and he's everywhere. And uh, he's definitely present here this morning. And uh, we've been doing this series called Built to Last. And this morning, I wanted to cover a topic that's very fitting for this season. And uh, I, was, I was telling him this morning in our meeting in my office, I said, well, I have a shorter message this morning. And then, of course, the doubters were there. So I'm going to prove them wrong this morning. It was cool because, actually... We, we had other things happening. But at the end of the service, I think it would be appropriate for us to declare some things and see victory. I loved how our worship flowed this morning in that. That's not my topic this morning, but I wanted to talk about busyness. Busyness. And we all get busy, or we all say we're busy. One, we either are busy or we say we're busy, depending on what the question is asked of us so often. Jane and I went on Friday to watch this movie, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, is it called? I don't even remember the name of it, but it's Mr. Rogers. Some of you know who that is if you're old enough to know Mr. Rogers. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and won't you be my neighbor? Anyway, we went and watched this movie, and it was very, very well done, and uh, just kind of showed his care for uh, mankind and how he went out of his way to really invest his life into somebody who really needed 
somebody to invest their life in. In the busyness of his life and schedule and everything, that he took time out to do that. And it's a, a very well done movie. Tom Hanks plays Mr. Rogers and does a, a great job. I'm not that I'm giving a pitch for the movie, but I, it was fitting for that because there's not very many movies that I can recommend. I don't go to that many to start with, but that one I thought was well done. So busyness, really, the, the definition or what I have here is actively engaged or occupied in something that keeps you busy. Lord, I pray right now as we spend a few moments just uh, covering this and seeing what your word says and about some examples of folks who are busy and kind of the answers to those things and just some practical things as well. And so we're asking God we would hear from your Holy Spirit. Thank you for speaking to us this morning. We've heard you this morning and our confidence and our faith level and our trust in you has, has risen even above what it was when we came in this morning. So we thank you for that, and we ask your touch upon this rest of our time. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. You know, busyness isn't necessarily bad, but it, become, it can become an excuse for getting out of something, or to just, we, we say it, or it can be an excuse for not being connected to something, whether it's your family, whether it's church, or whether it's ministry, or something in the community, we can... Just say we're just too busy. And so it's important for us to kind of look at this and understand when Jesus asked, hey, come follow me. The excuse is where I'm too busy. Oh, no, Jesus, wait, I got to go do this first. Oh, I got to go do that. And he's like, well, if you're not willing to just put everything down and follow me, you're not ready. And I think as believers, when we come into the body of Christ, when we get saved, he's asking us to follow him. And so as Christians, it's important for us that we don't get so busy and so diverted into things that are all important to us. There's a lot of things we do, our job, all those things. But we tend to say, I'm busy, I'm too busy. Or when somebody says, hey, how are you doing? Man, I've been so busy, my week's been so horrible, or this and that. And it could be true, but I think our first go-to is, Oh, I'm just so busy. I'm too busy. I'm sorry. I can't help with that. And, and there are certainly uh, reasons and justifiable for some of that. Some things we have kind of a selfish nature, too, that we want to like, well, no, I'd rather do something else than be helping you with that, whatever that is. But the truth is, we'll likely find time for something we really want to do. We do. <laughs> I mean, we'll figure out and we'll move things around. And so we have to be careful that we can't just immediately say, no, I can't be involved in that. And I, I think of uh, different things that happen just in ministry in a, in a local church or maybe in your home with your family, those kinds of things. And so understanding the whole body of Christ is necessary yeah. to accomplish something. And so when, when some of us say we pull ourselves out and say, no, you know, I just can't do that or, or whatever, but it's important that we're somehow we find, God, what is it you want me to do? And we find the time and create the time. I didn't have to look far to find somebody who really was super busy in the Bible. And somebody had to come and talk to him and said, you need help. You're way too busy. This man was Moses. And you think of, there's a couple million people that are hanging around him. And he's trying to solve all of their problems by himself. From sunup to sunset and probably beyond that. And he is worn out. And his father-in-law comes and says, Moses, you can't keep doing this. This is going to wear you out, and it'll wear the people out. 
what are you doing here? You need to create a plan to help spread the load out, and so you need to get other leaders within your group to meet with people in groups of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. And so he was being wise in listening to the council, created that, and so that's what happened. And so he was able to not be as busy so that he had time to work on the really hard cases, so stuff that really needed, because he was the one, he was the, back in those days, he was the one that went to God for the people. Now the cool thing is about being Christians and, and Christ dying on the cross for us, we go directly to him. So we don't have to go through some other way, a priest or something else. So we don't have to go to a, to a booth, to confession, those kinds of things. So we can go straight to him. So that's cool. Kind of takes out one of the, the links there. But so Moses was able to uh, follow this and create... Uh, a, a, an organization, in, in a sense, it was organized in such a way that it could help the people much better. I want to read, a, there's a, a scripture in Psalm 39, verse 6. It says this, it says, We are merely moving shadows, and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth, not knowing who will spend it. And so we get so busy in life, and then uh, pretty soon, you kind of get a few years down the road and you look back and you go, you know what? Everything I was working for, everything I was trying to do, what happened? It didn't really amount to what I was hoping or expecting. And so we spend a lot of time and energy in something that we think is going to be productive and then ultimately it doesn't end up being that way. And our, we have uh, thoughts and we have ideas of you know what, I'm going to get to that. Yeah, I'm going to help in that area. I, I just got to get things in order. I just got to adjust this. I have to do this and that. And then pretty soon, some more time goes by, and we say, yeah, well, I can't right now, but I, I, I really want to. Well, I want to read you this morning a song. I'm just going to read it because I'm not going to sing it for sure. But there's a song that goes way back, and back in my teenage days, I don't know when it was written, but it was called Cats in the Cradle. And so if you're my age or older, you, or maybe if your parents played this song in your house, you would know, by Harry Chapin. And I want to read the words to this song because it's really important for us to understand about when we say we're too busy. A child arrived just the other day. He came in the world in the usual way. But there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away. And he was talking, for I knew it. And as he grew, he said, I'm going to be like you, Dad. You know I'm going to be like you. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you coming home, Dad? I don't know when, but we'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then. My son turned 10 just the other day. He said, thanks for the ball, Dad. Come on, let's play. Can you teach me to throw? I said, not today, I got a lot to do. He said, that's okay. And he walked away, but his smile never dimmed. He said, I'm going to be like him. Yeah, you know I'm going to be like him. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you coming home, Dad? I don't know when, but we'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then. He came from college just the other day, so much like a man. I just had to say, son, I'm proud of you. Can you sit for a while? He shook his head, said with a smile, what I'd really like, dad, is to borrow 
the car keys. See you later. Can I have them, please? And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you coming home, son? I don't know when, but we'll get together then, dad. You know we'll have a good time then. Now I've retired. My son's moved away. I call him up just the other day. I said, I'd like to see you if you don't mind. He said, I'd love to, Dad, if I could find the time. My new job's a hassle and the kids got the flu. But it's nice talking to you, Dad. It's sure nice talking to you. As I hung up the phone, it occurred to me he'd grown up just like me. My boy was just like me. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon, the little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you coming home, son? I don't know when, but we'll get together then, Dad. You know, we'll have a good time then. You know, you think about that, but that's the reality for so many people. And we just feel like, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll create the time. We'll, we'll get together. Or I'll help out in that area. Or just, I just need a little more. I'm busy. I'm this. I think it's an important reminder to us that what really is important in life what really is important? Because so many things we do and we, we work hard and, and try to do all these things and then they don't end up being what we thought they would be. And it, when it comes down to it, we end up suffering from that because of our focus is in the wrong area. I want to read us this scripture in Luke chapter 10 and starting in verse 38. It says this, As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, They came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Mary was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you're worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Now this, with Martha, being busy in the kitchen, that's all good stuff, and it's fine. There's all good purpose for those things. But there was something that Jesus was trying to get across here, the importance of what Mary saw in the moment and the time was just to sit at Jesus' feet. And so often in our life, we get busy and doing good things like Martha but we don't take the time to sit at Jesus' feet. And so then things start getting off kilter in our life. And Jesus knew the importance of the time that Mary was spending with him was going to help her, was going to rejuvenate her, was going to get her strong so that during the busyness she could get through all of those things and still come out and be somebody who is excited about life and excited about what God is doing And so this is important for us that we make sure we understand the balance in life and that we don't neglect sitting at his feet to take the time because we think that it's a waste of time because we're so busy. I can't take the time to sit at his feet. And so he's pointing out, saying, no, no, the the better thing to do, if you're going to choose something, the better thing to do is to sit at my feet. Because if you sit at my feet, all that other stuff becomes much more easily manageable. And it becomes something that I will be in the midst of all of those things. So it's important for us, even in our busyness, 
And this is a busy season. I know so many things. That, and it can get crazy this time of year. You just have to go to the mall or to the store and just see people that are just pushing and shoving and doing all those things. I always thought it was crazy when they do the, um, what do they call it, Black Fridays, I don't know, whatever it is, and you would see videos of people knocking either people over and trampling on people, and I'm thinking, that's really what Christmas is about? <laughs> I don't think so. That's not what it was. Great. So people just get crazy this time of year, and it's, time, it's good for us to slow down and to take in what God is doing and, and take the time to sit at his feet. Because when we do that, then we become free to be devoted to the things that God is asking from us. And it's characterized by loyalty and devotion and giving yourself wholeheartedly to something. We give ourselves to the things that we feel like we're committed to having to do our job, which is fine. But there's, God has designed us the need to be involved in something that gives back. Not only to others, but it gives back to us. There's something that happens in us chemically in our mind that creates satisfaction and creates something there. So it's important for us to during this time, and that's why you see people who are very successful in business and different things that you really look closely and you see that they are those who are, they give out. They give of their time or give out resources to become helpful to other people. Jesus called us to be devoted and committed to him, first of all. And so it's important for us to understand that, making us his disciples. And he said, I'm going to bless you abundantly. I, I'm bringing you into my family and to be called my kids. And so we give ourselves to this cause of Christ. But as we go through life and through the years, and we can notice this when we see people that have been Christians a long time, sometimes it's easy to sort of be sometimes apathetic or just sort of not really caring as much and we're kind of on in neutral or we co we're coasting through life and just kind of praying for that day that Christ will return and he's saying that's that's not what I'm looking for I'm looking for people who are passionate about me people who are passionate about what I'm passionate about which as Jeff said earlier which is people he's passionate about people and so as we love him and we love people things begin to fall into place and then we're going okay now I begin to care. I begin to care more about what's going on around me than what my issues are and the circumstances that I'm in. So God's called us to do that in the midst of our busyness. And there's a cause. And so there's a joy that comes when we unselfishly give ourselves to serving Christ and to serving the church and serving in our community. There's time and energy that we put in, but there's something, even though we could say, you know, man, that made me tired. But there's something fulfilling about that. Yeah. And so God has called and gifted each one of us with a purpose. And I just want to encourage us this morning as we take that challenge that we kind of take a look at our busyness and say, God, what is it you're really asking me to do? I don't want to be, son, we'll have a good time then. Yeah. What are we doing now? What are we doing now? there's always a time. There's always something. There is always something. But let's take the time, sit at Jesus' feet, and also, how can we be involved in what God is, is what Jesus is involved in, and what he's involved with? And we know that's people, and how can we do that? Great example right now, hearts to homes. We can all be involved in some way, shape, or form in that. Because if you really were 
some of you have had the opportunity to actually go into the homes of these people who absolutely have nothing. They're on bad times. And their ki- look on their kids' faces when you bring, come in and you present Christmas presents to them and, you, and you're really bringing in just the love of Christ into the home and just the joy and everything that brings. There's something that comes back that's so fulfilling to see that. And so we know it's kind of that out of sight, out of mind. When we don't see into the homes a lot of things that are going on in our communities and the really challenging times that people have in their families, and a lot of times for no fault of their own, but just coming in and bringing the joy of Christ and bringing just a, a gift or something to a family and to see the moms especially because most of, them are, most of them are single parent homes. The moms are working two, three jobs just trying to maintain. And to see the tears in their eyes and to see the reality, it's like, man, <laughs> Lord, I thank you for your blessing. But there's something that, that causes us to connect with the hearts of those people because Jesus loves them. He created them with a plan and a purpose too. He has a plan for their life as well. Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. Yes. How many each day when we get up in the morning and say, Lord, I'm committing my plans to you today? Because we can have an agenda. We can have, this is our list of things to do for that day. Say, Lord, this is what I know is on my list today, but Lord, I'm committing it to you. Whatever you have me do, Lord, lead me to wherever that is that I can be a part of that. And it says your plans will succeed. Because he, he is in the middle of everything that we're doing. There's a, a scripture here, understanding that, well, let's turn to this in Acts, we can take a look at it, Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 40. It says this, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And we think of this was a Holy Spirit moment that came upon them. And everybody had this same vision, the same passion, the same ideas to, hey, let's just take everything we have and let's just create this incredible opportunity to touch the lives of people, the people in need. And so they were all being generous and they were loving on people and God took that and he blew on that and people beginning, were being saved every day because they saw the goodness of God through people who actually took this and said, there's something to this message of Jesus Christ. There's something that we need to do and we're willing to do whatever it takes. And for us, it's, it's not for us selling all of our houses and doing all that stuff, but there's something we can find. There's margin that we find in our time, our resources, whatever it is that we can invest into the lives of other people. Because ultimately, what we're wanting to see accomplished is the vision that God's given us when Jesus ascended. Go and make disciples. Go and create followers 
of mine and get people to come into my kingdom because it's so incredible. And so part of our, it's part of our responsibility is share the love of Christ with people. The last scripture I want to read here is in 2 Timothy chapter 2. And it's uh, starting in verse 1. And this really is describing what it can be like and understanding as believers, Christ suffered. He suffered. But understanding that we would be willing, if we're really, truly Christ followers, we would be willing to suffer with him because of the cause and the purpose that we know is there. Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace of God that God gives you in Christ Jesus. You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life, for they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. The athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules. The hardworking farmers should be the first to enjoy the fruit of their labor. Think about what I'm saying. The Lord will help you understand all these things. Always remember that Jesus Christ, a descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. This is the good news I preach. And because I preach this good news, I am suffering and have been chained like a criminal. But the word of God cannot be chained. So I'm willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. This is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. Are we too busy to be about what Jesus is about? I believe that God just wants to come and just kind of shine a little light on that again in the midst of everything because we get so tied up in things and some of the things we do honestly are a waste of our time we all have those times that we know and we can have excuses for those things I have the same there's things that I do and I'm like well that was just a waste of three hours or whatever it was but I think important for us to, to take a fresh look at our busyness and what are, what are we doing for kingdom purpose? Not that we have to spend all of our waking time trying to make something happen, but just following the leading of the Holy Spirit and what he's asking us to do is so important. What I want us to do as we conclude this morning is I felt like there's some of us here this morning, we need to make some declarations. We need to be standing on the truth of God's word, and we need, we need to walk in victory. And this morning, I think some of you need to boldly declare who God is in your life, the goodness of God, and to be able to see in the midst of all of the things, because I just felt like during our worship time, we were singing these things, these songs, that I felt like we could finish the service this morning and just making some declarations as we finish out this year and and. The enemy, he has been defeated. And some of us here, we need to let him know that. 
is we've been a little bit intimidated by whatever things or we haven't been bold enough to do that. And uh, uh, there's a scripture, a portion of scripture um, that you have. Do you want to read that real quick? The microphone here. You can stay right there if you want. It's um, James 5, 13. Are there any believers in your fellowship suffering great hardship and distress? Encourage them to pray. Are there happy, cheerful ones among you? Encourage them to sing out their praises. Are there any sick among you? Then ask the elders of the church to come and pray over the sick and anoint them with oil in the name of our Lord. And the prayer of faith will heal the sick and the Lord will raise them up and they, and if they have committed sins, they will be forgiven. Confess and acknowledge how you have offended one another and then pray for one another and be instantly healed for tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. That's good. I, I just thought that the the things that are in that scripture are so important, but it's it's really being bold in declaring what the word of the Lord says to us. And that those of us who are going through some difficult times need to whatever whatever you need to do to declare that. And we want to stand with you this morning and see victory in that situation, whatever that is. So let's stand this morning, and we're going to sing, uh, what song are we going to sing? See, a big, good victory song. This is a good one. So I would just encourage you, if you want to see victory in your life, whatever the situation is, maybe it's your health, maybe it's uh, your finances, relationships, uh, whatever it is, but if you want to declare this morning, just come right up here, and I would just say, be bold, just to come up and say, God, I I declare, I'm, I'm putting my foot down. The enemy's a loser, he's a, he's a liar, and he's been defeated. So as we sing this, uh, just come on up here and join, join with me and, and Caleb. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast. 